All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's a beautiful What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Gold Jr. That is me. With me, as always, super producer Brandon Newman, Isaiah out in the desert, my father, Mike Golick Sr. And, Dad, we got a fun day around here. Very great show. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. DraftKings YouTube. DraftKingsNetwork.com, where you can watch us live. I feel like not enough people actually know that. But we're going to yeah. keep saying it that way. And, Dad, we have got multiple NFL preseason games to react to last night, which we are going to try and set a record for how much information we can pull out of two drives of football. That is going to be our charge today. We have also got 49ers quarterback drama on a lot of different fronts and some fun look ahead stuff that we need to get to at the weekend. But before we get to any of that, I feel like we've got to start with something much more important. Because Brandon Newman has kicked off a debate that is burning down our pre-show meeting right now. Brandon, last night, tweeted out a picture of some mayonnaise. And he said, asked the question, do you guys follow the expiration dates on grocery items? And I don't want to hear no depends on the food stuff either. Brandon. I mean, you know what, Dad, yeah. I want to start with you first, because, Dad, you are a, are a seasoned veteran of eating food. You've been alive yeah. twice as long as the rest of us. So you've got a lot of experience, <laughs> and you came from a time where I feel like, you know, quite honestly, this stuff applied less and less. So this has been introduced more in your lifetime as we've added preservatives to food here. Please tell Brandon how wrong he is, because we all know it has everything to do with what the food is and not necessarily when the food is supposed to go. Absolutely everything to do with the food. I'll eat bread all the way till I see green mold on it. I'll drink milk all the way until I smell it and it what? smells sour. I will. I, I mean, with, without question to me, it's all about the food and, and, and what kind of food you're eating. So, yeah, I am. There are dates to me that are suggestions sell by, use by, expiration date, whatever. Uh, I go by taste and I go by feel. If I buy lunch meat and all of a sudden you try, I, I grab the ham that's lunch meat and it feels a little slimy, I'm throwing yeah. it away. If it doesn't, and it's but it's past the date, I'm eating it. That's the way it goes. What's the worst that can happen? I throw up and then I move on. Well, listen, I, listen, we're all thick people here. I'm not above eating some chunky milk on purpose for dietary purposes. Like if I need to lose five pounds, eat a little something that's expired, take a bite. You know, I'm sick for the next couple of days. I dropped 20. I understand that. But expiration dates are there 
so you can stay healthy. And they're trying to, obviously, you know, America, consumerism, they want you to buy the new things and throw out the old always. But I think they're trying to help us here. I have been guilty of going to my in-law's house and throwing things out of their refrigerator. My wife told me, you have to stop doing that. Expiration dates are not for us. It's for the manufacturer to not get sued. That's what expiration dates are for. I mean, I, I got sick. Well, when did you eat it? Well, you, I, I ate it here. Well, my the well, the expiration date was a week ago, so that's your fault, not our fault. That's what expiration dates are are to protect them, not us. <laughs> okay, See, stay woke, about, Brandon. Open your third eye for a second. <laughs> look, we're, we were talking about we we're talking about designations for uh, players in college football, like the or, like who's starting, like their sell by, there's expire by, there's right? what's what's the other one? Buy Use by. by. Use by. by. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just they, they keep moving the goalposts on us. I say it's, if it's past the date. For the, 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 the item at question right now, let's talk about that. Vegan mayonnaise, right? The Lord knows when I bought it, but it expired August 2nd. Now we're a few days, a whole week past August 2nd for the vegan mayonnaise. It got thrown away. It's August. You threw it away after a week. It's a condiment, Brandon. It's not. I think I've got condiments in my fridge from three years ago. Legitimately, I haven't even lived here for three years. Absolutely. All all that does is take the manufacturer off the hook uh, if you eat it after the expiration date. Those are just guidelines. That's that's been nine days. Get let. I don't have it. I don't have a team. Come back in a year in nine days. Oh. Listen, I don't have a it's team a to treat people. I don't have a legal team like on on re- returner or retire. What is it? Retainer. I don't, I don't even have the team. <laughs> retainer. Thank you, <laughs> returner. Like I don't have that stuff. Okay, I'm a simple man that has these simple <laughs> clues and hints and tricks to keep me alive and, and well. And Mike, I can tell you have old condiments in your uh in your cupboard because I see I see it on your face. I'll say it. I oh, see it on your face. Brandon, yes. I 100% too. I was yes. raised by old condiments. When my parents moved and left our house <laughs> in Connecticut, we went through their pantry and there was stuff with expiration dates from like 2014 in there because life happens because you don't use all that stuff very much. No. And because again, they're condiments. None of them are actually in a form that requires you to really be mindful of this. They have been whittled down. They have been filled full of other processed okay. stuff and they have been put in a form that is tasty and usable, I think, long past the expiration date. And like Dad said, Brandon, let's be let's be frank about this. We're bigger guys. You've been big long yes. enough to be able to eyeball certain things about food. Yep. You know things when you see things here. To me, this is you taking responsibility off yourself and just trying to put it on a label here. You're good enough. You honed your skills enough to be able to look at this and know what is good and what is bad. And I would hope at this point you would trust yourself more. Listen, it's the airport rules. It's the subway rules. See something, say something. And it's not just seeing the mold on the bread. It's seeing the expiration date because sometimes it gets rubbed off and you have to be, somebody has to lead the family. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to keep everyone safe. And and not to mention, this is a, a season changing time. It's been hot in the summer, so things can't stay out as long. And now we're getting to the fall. Now it's time for spring cleaning for the summer into the fall. You guys are hoarders with your refrigerators. There's a bunch of stuff in your freezer that you're never going to eat. I know the Gullicks clean out their fridge because they they go uh, house to house. So you got to do that when you're when you're dealing with with two homes. But you got to clean out your fridge and your refrigerator, people. The only thing that's different about the freezer when I'll, I'll I'll grab some food in there that's been there for like three years is it'll it won't taste as good. But that's fine. I'll eat it anyway. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't care. What are you care. eating if it's not? Uh, uh, well, it's been cryogenically frozen. It's safe. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's burgers in there. You know, Bubba burgers or turkey burgers that have the frost all over them. They're not going to taste as good, but they're not killing me either. Listen, Mike is right. We are we are all been around enough and have eaten enough by sight by smell. We been can tell enough. if something's off a little bit, okay? And if it's off a little bit, you toss it. If it's not, I then I eat it. I give it a quick smell, quick feel. We're good. Spread it on the bread, and move on. What do you do? Leave your mayonnaise out? It's in the fridge. It's not out. It's not just sitting in the cupboard. Okay, no, I don't. I don't. But some items. Listen, you guys just you guys got to be educated. 
I'll, I'll teach you. I'll show you guys the video. It's called uh, Forks Brandon, Over Knives. Are, Brandon, are you what? telling me when it comes to fridge and freezer stuff that if you had pulled Captain America off ice after 100 years, you'd have been like, oh, no, he's been in there too long. The flavor's all gone now. We can't use Captain America anymore. We got to keep him in there and would have just thwarted the entire Avengers cycle. That's essentially what you're telling me is if something is frozen past a certain date, even if it's there to preserve it and keep it largely safe, you're not going to deal with it. So Captain America, Bucky, they're both out. I think you could probably agree when Captain America got thawed out, he was a little bland. He, he needed some seasoning. And he could only get it from fighting the aliens that were coming in this planet. Like, he needed some extra help that was taken away from him by put it, being put in the freezer too long. And that's cool. You're right. But he, and but then he they cooked him again, and he was fine. But they, Yeah, but he didn't get thrown away. He still got used. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. You're throwing you guys, away perfectly good food and condiments. Yes. Every chance I get, because that you get, then you get a chance to buy new, and new tastes great. Okay, I mean, I, okay. I'm just trying to be frugal here too, and I'm sorry. Condiments are where I make up the margins. All right, I'm going to spend on plenty of other places. There's nothing that makes me feel worse. I always aspirationally buy, you know, those containers of lettuce where it's baby lettuce or yeah. something like that. The spring mix is the one I really like to go with because it's like, oh, I'm getting multiple things in one package here. This Terrible is great. Decision. I always buy that with the intent of making a bunch of salads and including that on everything I'm going to make, maybe throw it on top of a sandwich instead of traditional lettuce. And then inevitably, like two weeks later, that's the one you can clearly see. It gets yeah. real sad yeah. inside that container when it goes bad. Yeah. They start shrinking up, get a little brown. They're definitely kind of wet and sad looking. That one is very easy to tell in the place where I probably take the most L's and have been the most financially irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That 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 goes that that goes a bad way. But yeah, Brandon, we're listen. We're, we're all adults here. We're just going to agree to disagree on this one. And you're going to spend more on food because you're throwing stuff away that we don't. It is going to stop me from being rich. I will say that. <laughs> I can't wait for this to be made into one of those finance bros posts where it's yeah. like, if you and your closest friends aren't keeping mayonnaise past its date, then you're never going to acquire generational wealth. Follow this thread. Anyway, uh, what a night from CJ Stroud. Uh, two drives, really disappointing stuff there. Dad, I'm going to enjoy watching the take Olympics that comes off this for where we render oh. him useless after one game. I mean, it is amazing, isn't it? But listen, he, you know, the, he got the start because in practice he's looking good. And again, the practice is stuff we don't see, but now we got into it. And remember, a lot of practices include playing against other teams and practices, which coaches seem to like more than preseason. But listen, clearly, even the first pass he completed, he threw it late, right? I mean, it was an eight-yard gain. I get it out to the side like a, like a little hitch. But, you know, he still, it, it just seemed like he didn't want to let go of the ball. The interception, I know it was zone, but he double he double hitched, right? He hitched and then he threw it, and I mean that gave it away because he was staring at the receiver, and you got a guy get cutting underneath it to make the pick. It just didn't like you. It was like he just didn't just throw the ball, and you know didn't get out of the way of a sack coming straight up the gut. So it was a struggle. But yeah, the the take artists are going to be out in full force today, no doubt about it. As our good friend Nate Tice over at The Athletic said, I think C.J. Stroud was under more pressure in those first two drives than the last two years <laughs> that he was at Ohio State. And that, friends, is how you turn a segment about expiration dates into analysis about football. Dad, take a bow. Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy.
Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Dad, we got more preseason games coming up this week, and I do want to look ahead and get to it because I want to call it now. I think it's at this point because he was the first rattle out of the box. The Dorian Thompson Robinson, man, that guy's fun as hell, rookie of the game. And we had more of that action last night. DTR, quarterback out of UCLA, was the backup that played in the Browns game during the Hall of Fame game and was electric, fun mover, and a college football favorite. We've got plenty of other rookies making their debut this weekend. But while we were all focused on C.J. Stroud last night, Dad, another quarterback caught your eye, I know. We had all these conversations about Tank Dell, a wide receiver who you couldn't cover at Houston and you still can't cover now that he's in the NFL is going to be an absolute nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. But there's a quarterback for the Patriots that all of a sudden made everyone looking like a little bit. I say quarterback loosely because he's doing the uh, Derek Zoolander slashy deal. Yeah, he is. And listen, as I said, I don't care about stats in preseason games. Like I said, with Stroud, it was just about not getting rid of the ball, you know, just some hesitation or, or a double pump, which caused, uh, you know, which a reason for that interception and staring down. So really, while I say the stats of these guys, it's not so much that. But Malik Cunningham, who was playing quarterback for New England, that he's working at wide receiver as well. So there's your slashy. Uh, he was a quarterback at Louisville. He was a quarterback last night. And wow, was he fun. Was he fun to watch whether the planned quarterback draws that they were running or escaping the pocket and running or making some passes? He was three or four for 19 yards. Didn't didn't throw it a ton down the field, but still, he's a threat to throw it. It's like I've always said about the Wildcat. I, I never liked the Wildcat because you just ran the ball. There was no really other threat of the guy who got the snap was running the ball, which means you got an extra blocker in the running back but there was never really a threat of throwing. This guy is a threat to throw the ball and run the ball. And man, the 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 touchdown run that he had, did he juke a linebacker? I mean, just took him out of his shoes. So, and this is the Patriots. This is going to be, I think, the 19th, 18th or 19th straight season where an undrafted free agent made the team. This guy's making the team. So they'll, they'll have at least one undrafted free agent making the team just for the threat if he's learning wide receiver as well, can play out there, or if they have a handful of plays for him on the field. Because I mean, that was like, wow. That was even, I had to imagine, a wow moment for this coaching staff while they see him in practice. Now he's in a live game to go, okay, Bill O'Brien's and Bill Belichick are probably in their heads going, okay, we may have to add some plays for this guy because he was fun to watch. Yeah, if there was a franchise that obviously is well-known for do your job, but also that idea that helps everyone make the roster, the more you can do. And this guy can right. do over 9,000 passing yards in college, over 3,000 rushing yards in college. He was a like four-year starter there, even played a little bit his freshman year. Just a full-blown dude. So, yeah, he's one of those was always going to be better as a gamer. And, man, listen, when you're trying to restart, the, revitalize this offense, You're looking for a few things to pop. Having that as a nice wrinkle, certainly not going to hurt for them. So he was a joy. Tank was a ton of fun to watch. There was a lot of good stuff from that rookie group. Dad, as we look ahead to the weekend, is there anyone you're most excited to see? We've got the full slate coming up this weekend all the way through Sunday. We've got games today. We've got games Saturday. And then we've got a pair on Sunday with Kansas City and New Orleans and San Francisco and Las Vegas, which I want to sort of set to the side because there's a bigger San Francisco conversation that we need to have. Right. But, Dad, it's getting hard for me to look away from the rookie receivers right now that we've got in the NFL. Last night we came in focused on Jackson Smith and Jigba. We left really enamored with Tank Dell. Jordan Addison had some pretty cool moments mixed in there as well last night. Going into this weekend now, 
I would say the player I am most interested to see just because this team will always be infinitely fascinating to me, even if I know it is a mistake to get emotionally invested in the Chargers. Because every year we say they have this great roster, and every year we say it's if they stay healthy, and every year they don't stay healthy. But, man, if Quentin Johnston really can stick and pop as your third receiver in that room – And right now, I know there's a little bit of competition at that spot. But with his size, when you put him out there with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, all of a sudden, you've got a terrifying receiver group. And Quentin Johnston, who was, quite honestly, at times, the most important player for a TCU team that made it to the national championship last year, I feel like between the highlights I've seen from him coming out of training camp and just what we know as a player, I'm fascinated to see if he can continue this trend of what wide receivers have been able to do so far in the preseason. Yeah, and when you have other big time wide receivers on on your team like they do you know you maybe people maybe think well you're not going to get as many opportunities well you you may get your opportunities because those guys you know are going to be the focal point no one's going to come in gaming game planning Quentin Johnson right uh so he's going to have the ability to show early in this thing while the other two are going to be the main receivers make no mistake about it kind of like same thing in Seattle where they have the rookie wide receiver but you have Lockett you have Metcalf they're going to be the main guys but you'll get your opportunity so I am interested to see what he does because he's you know got the size where there's other wide receivers have been smallish in this class and what's amazing to me Mike is not too long ago it was difficult for rookie wide receivers to have that impact in the league but man, the last few years, they have been standouts, absolute standouts, including the last two years, your offensive rookie of the years have been wide receivers. So they have had more impact in the last few years right out of the gate. So that to, I agree with you, but we've seen that. So me looking at it, there's obviously the obvious, one of the obvious question, answers is the quarterbacks of so Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I get it. But also the running backs. The running back position has been a lot, a, a big time talking point this offseason and not in a good way. And a lot has been put on really one of these guys. You had two in the first round, Jamar, uh, Jamar Gibbs and, um, and Bijan Robinson, where a lot are putting it on Bijan Robinson. Could he be the guy that helps bring the running back class back? But Gibbs, you know, has a chance too because he's he's a rookie. So I want to see what these guys can do. Not only running the ball because in today's wide receiver or running back, you better be catching the ball out of the backfield as well. So I'm looking forward to see what those two do as well. Yeah, I think that conversation about running backs and position value and the structure of the NFL right now, keeping them from getting to market when they're most valuable, which is right now, has skewed the idea that they are still a ton of fun when done right. And Bijan Robinson in Arthur Smith's offense with all of the like positionless football feel that it seems like they're going to go with that around Desmond Ritter this year is going to be flat out fun. So yes, he is going to be one of the highlights as Atlanta takes on Miami tonight in the preseason that we are looking to early and often who's probably going to do some freakish things. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Dan, I feel like this has been hanging out there for a while. We haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it. But despite being largely settled, the 49ers quarterback room is fascinating right now. In the NFL, full of a lot of really bad quarterback battles at this point, 
you've got one going on for the backup quarterback spot in San Francisco. Now, the 49ers overall had a very weird day yesterday. I logged on to ESPN.com and I saw on the NFL page four stories in a row on the side of the page that read as follows. First, Shanahan. Rivers was the 49ers contingency plan. Next, Jimmy G enjoys reunion with my brothers and the 49ers. Three, the Niners McLeod is a broken wrist out for two months. And the last one, Niners CEO York faces insider trading allegations. That is a whirlwind ending that M. Night Shyamalan would be, uh, be made to blush by. So they had a very weird day there yesterday. By the way, Dad, did you see the Philip Rivers story that apparently if they had made it to the Super Bowl, he was going to be their contingency guy? I did not. I mean, I, I absolutely did not. And that certainly was a quite Well, once, you know, Pur- Purdy got hurt and Johnson got hurt, it was like, okay, they got no shot anyway. But that that would have been really, really interesting. I do say, because I went back and checked after I saw that, Philip Rivers' wife is due in October, so quick baby math. That takes him about, back about to January or February. There's a good chance if the 49ers had just won that game, the Rivers family is likely not bracing for a 10th child. So I feel like if that kid's a boy, they need to name it uh, Kyle because I am holding the Niners at least indirectly responsible for more baby making in the Philip Rivers house. Not like they needed well- to push with nine kids already. Well, you don't think that if he would have played in the Super Bowl and maybe they won the Super Bowl, there would have been a celebration that may have led to, you know, something? I don't know. I just feel like he would have been so dialed in and then maybe, you know, he's old, he's coming off coaching, he comes back in there, he's going to be exhausted after that. I mean, just maybe he doesn't have the time. You also got the nine other kids running around at that point. I'm just wondering if that would have been enough of a, hey, you know what, scratch the competitive itch there instead of having to get back in the bedroom for that. Yeah, I don't know. For a guy, they're never tired and there's always time. I mean, because really, what kind of time are we talking about? I mean, if we really want to drive this conversation down into the gutter. Yeah, no, uh, and considering you're married to my mom, I'm probably going to move away from this one swiftly. So anyway, Trey Lance. Uh, man, what a guy. Dad, the Trey Lance situation from the jump has been fascinating with the 49ers and Looking and seeing conversation about fielding trade offers for Trey Lance, that's not anything that's officially come from the 49ers, but speculating from people coming around the sport, looking and saying, you've got a former first rounder who is now competing with Sam Darnold. Yes, in 2023, Sam Darnold for the backup quarterback job of the 49ers here. Dad, if you're San Francisco, is that something you seriously entertain? Because Brock Purdy is the guy now. They're giving him scheduled rest coming off the elbow injury, but it is his job. That has been abundantly clear throughout camp for them. So if you're San Francisco, are you you picking up the phone when people call about Trey Lance from here on out? So listen, we have seen nothing out of Trey Lance in games because he's only thrown 102 passes. He's been hurt. We've seen nothing out, at least I have, I'll just speak for myself. I see nothing out of him that says he's the future quarterback of the 49ers. Just just in a vacuum, okay, that he's going to be their quarterback. We know it's Brock Purdy now, but worthy of that, what, trade up for the third pick. But it's tough to say that about ability because he hasn't been had the best ability, which is availability, he hasn't been there. So, and I don't see their practices. I don't know what's going on in practice that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch can say, yes, we like this guy. And what needs to happen, and the struggle here is coach and or GM or whoever is involved in a decision like this, a lot of times never want to admit they made the mistake, right? Because that's what you're doing. I I don't even care if you say, well, we're trading him now because look what Brock Purdy did. You traded up for the number three pick in the draft, and now if you put him on the trading block, you are admitting it was a mistake, right? And and powers to be, powers to be don't like to admit that. They like to say, we're we're, a work in progress. He's been injured. We haven't been able to really see what he could do. And they have an out to say, well, while that was going on, Mr. Irrelevant came in and went on a, a winning tear and is still on a six-game winning streak going into the season with multiple touchdowns in each game. So they can, you know, extenuating circumstances. 
on why they'd want to trade him. And if they do put him on the trading back, you think I'm offering more than like a seventh round pick for him? I mean, I, I would say to San Fran, why would you, why would I have to give you anything more than that? I don't care when he was picked. He's been hurt and hasn't shown anything on the field yet. I guess it's just the idea of getting something. Because, Dad, to your point about admitting you're wrong, you're trotting out Brock Purdy. You're already admitting you made a mistake by not even making it. Like, it was never even made a competition this year between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy for the one job. It was almost exclusively Trey Lance and Sam Darnold for the two jobs. So I struggle to look at this and say the front office has any issue making it because they also picked Brock Purdy. Now, I struggle to give you a ton of credit because you picked him dead last in the draft. Right, That's just scouts right. banging on the table for a right. guy they want to take a flyer on. So I'm hard-pressed to really give you a ton of credit, but this is kind of like in a very different way because the draft capital disparity is so far. The Seahawks, when they signed Matt Flynn and then had Russell Wilson come in and ball in the third or fourth round whenever he was picked. And they said, all right, at some point, better is just better. With Trey Lance, the difficulty has been exactly what you talked about, though, Dad. He's never really had a chance to show us anything. Like he played in one rain game against Chicago and then got hurt. And that's been it for a guy that also missed his senior year outside of one game because of COVID when he was at North Dakota State. And so I, I've, I don't know about you, Dad, I've been continually surprised at how few opportunities a player who has that attachment to the front office, because not only was he the third pick, he was the third pick they traded a King's ransom um, to go up for. Yep. I thought he would get a lot more opportunities on the back end to make this something than he did. Yeah, listen, I agree, and that's usually what happens when you go that high for a pick is that person gets every opportunity, and he did, right? They right. got rid of Garoppolo, you know, and said, you're the but guy I, now. I don't know if he and got every opportunity. I mean, he got a startup. He got an opportunity at the beginning, but they usually wear out the welcome mat for those guys, and it feels like they got well, a little glimmer of hope from a guy in Brock Purdy and then immediately yeah. severed that. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess the opportunity was – you know, Jimmy, you're going to be gone. This is now Trey Lance's team. And then Trey Lance got hurt. And then another guy stepped in and basically Wally pipped him, right? You know, he got hurt and Brock Purdy steps in and plays great to where you have to say, uh, you know, well, that was going to be, that was the question of the offseason. What are you going to do? Trey Lance coming off of an injury, Brock Purdy playing really well, but coming off of an injury. So I was wondering if, they were going to say open competition, but the really are the only open competition is for the backup spot. So yeah, that says a lot because I still hold that if Trey Lance was showing unbelievable things in practice, that they would still be giving him every opportunity to be the starter on this team. And I, it just doesn't seem like that's happening. We kept talking about him as not playing a, a ton in college, but as a high ceiling and unfortunately, you haven't seen enough, even in practice, that says, oh, yeah, we still buy into that. Because if it's close between Trey Lance and Sam, it's not like Sam Darnold's 40. So if it's close between the two of them, I'm going with Sam Darnold as the backup. It's someone who has at least played in the league and has some experience in the league, has been in some battles in the league. Trey Lance really hasn't. So it will be interesting what happens. And if he does go on the trade block, who is going to take a flyer on him? I mean, I saw this answer the other day, and I'm not the originator of this idea, but it seems like the overwhelming one. If you're Tampa, you got to pick up the phone. Like, you were at the perfect juncture to try and make this happen. And quite honestly, Dad, you talked about the capital. I think there'd be someone desperate enough to try and get them, and they seem like the perfect candidate. You're walking into this year with what? You're talking about Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield in the competition. Yeah. I struggle to think either of them is your long-term answer. You're one of the teams we talk about as potentially getting in on the Caleb Williams-Drake May sweepstakes, and so why not make better use of these 17 games and take the high upside swing? You're in a position to do what the 49ers found out they didn't have the stomach for, which is explore upside, right? They talked about that. That was clearly the idea the 49ers had here. And then when it actually came time to have to stomach the idea that you might have to take a step back for a little bit in order to take a step forward, 
they got a little bit of cold feet on that because they had a guy come in and Brock Purdy, who was always, I think, going to be much more capable of taking care of the floor of that team because he's played a ton of college football, because he played in a system that asked similar things of him than a guy like Trey Lance was. And so, hell, if you're Tampa, you're likely going to be pretty bad this year. You don't have your future quarterback on the roster. And so why not get a look at this guy that's got the that kind of talent and maybe give up a mid-round pick or two to get him? Yeah, listen, you won't give up a lot to get him, that's for sure. Unless there are multiple teams that want him and that makes the bidding go up, you're not going to have to give up a lot for him. And and maybe somebody played – listen, we know what's on his shoulders while he's in San Francisco. Trade up to the number three pick, a lot of expectations on you. You've been hurt. You haven't been able to show us anything. Mr. Irrelevant came in and basically is ahead of you and took your job. So maybe you know going somewhere else – helps, takes the pressure off. We, we all think the pressure like has been taken off Zach Wilson. Now, he didn't go anywhere else, but all of a sudden, you're, you went from the face of the organization, which you struggled to handle and you didn't play well, to now backing up a walk-in Hall of Famer. So you can kind of decompress, take a breath, and be the backup where there's no pressure anymore on you. And I think that's what a new team would do for Trey Lance. You don't have that. We traded up to number three. We need expectations right now. It could be it didn't work in San Francisco. Let's reset the dial somewhere else where you go into Tampa Bay if they do trade for him. You're not inserting him as a starter right away. You're going to play the other guys, probably Baker first, and then Kyle Trask. And we know what's going on early. Baker starts first preseason, Kyle the second, and we go from there. But maybe depending on the season, you get a chance and you put him in to start to get his feet wet a little bit. But the pressure would be off, which is different than San Francisco. Well, I would say, I mean, listen, if you're Tampa and the ideal way to draw this up, you'd get Trey out there pretty early because the whole point of this season for them is going to be exploration. Do we have someone on our roster we think can do this, or do we need to start to get ready for the 2024 NFL draft and how we're going to address this position there? So where I disagree with that is you have 52 other guys on that roster, and when you're starting out 0-0, you, that's not when you, you start the young guy when you have two guys there. To me, you start Baker Mayfield, and if you want to try and go through Kyle Trask, and then at some you take stock during the season at some point, right? Uh, we always say this about the rookie quarterback. Say, just and I think Anthony Richardson's going to end up starting, but if you didn't want to start him, you'd start Gardner Minshew, and you see how the season goes. And once you see the season getting away from you, you put the young guy in to start to get his lumps and learn. And I would do the same thing in Tampa Bay. I'm not throwing the season away right away and say, Trey Lance, we're trading for you. Here's the job. I'm starting Baker Mayfield and, and or Kyle Trask. I'm seeing where the season can go because of the other guys in the room. And, and you never know what can happen each year of football. They're all different. But if the season starts to get away from you, that's when I would, if you did have Trey Lance on the roster, say, okay, let's see what we have in this guy. Yeah, and that's unfortunately where your front office has to have a little bit of metal about him. Because you're right, it wouldn't be an insanely popular decision. Now, I would maintain, I think everybody in Tampa's locker room, while hopeful, does understand Tom Brady doesn't live here anymore. Like, they've been eating caviar for the last couple of years, and so life is going to get very different for them this well, year. Well, I, I agree. And I think everyone I, involved, we saw the reaction from Green, from uh, the Jets when Aaron Rodgers walks in as a future Hall of Fame quarterback and how different they know life is. I'm sure the vacuum is being felt on the other side of that, and that's no shade to Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. It's just reality of what Tampa's locker room was dealing with versus wh where they're at now. Completely agree with you, but when you look at what happened last year, is Tampa Bay getting into the playoffs with a losing record. That's why I'm saying you don't throw the season away. The whole idea is to get into the playoffs. And that team got in the playoffs last year with an 8-9 and nine record. So if they don't have a great record, they can still get into the playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Do I expect them to be as good without Tom Brady? Hell no. But it's an awful division where now you have a rookie quarterback starting in Carolina. You have another new quarterback starting in New Orleans. And in Atlanta, it's, you know, Desmond Ritter's team for the first time. So I'm not really worried about, you know, when you say, man, who's the stalwart in the NFC South? The answer is no one. So that division is literally wide open with mediocrity. I mean, I still think they're a big step behind Atlanta and New Orleans at this point. 
I, I guess I would I guess to me it would depend on the running game and the defense of where that can go. If you have to rely on the shoulder of a quarterback, you know, you'd probably lean to New Orleans and Carr, right? Over Ritter, who's now just starting for the first time, Bryce Young, who is a rookie. So you'd probably lean to New Orleans. I did that last year. I thought New Orleans was going to win the division last year. And, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, played awful and ended up getting benched. So I, I just, man, to me, that division is still up for grabs. I just don't know. It definitely is, but I still think that'd be worth a shot because, again, on the other side, if you're if we're going back to the 49ers here and saying what's the upside, I really don't think there is much for keeping Trey Lance around at this I point. Agree. Like you said, you can get a more veteran guy in there. You yep. seem to have made your decision. There is still a chance Brock Purdy turns back into a pumpkin this year. Year two, yep. team's got more film on him. He's also not walking into this thing healthy, right? The 49ers have been giving him scheduled days off here. I believe I saw the quote from him the other day that he's still trying to get the full volume and velocity back into his arm, coming off of what was a pretty substantial elbow injury. And so all of those are still things that are absolutely a factor that maybe could keep them up at night enough to want to keep the Trace Lance emergency switch right there. But it seems doubtful at this point. Completely agree. You know, this is, even with Brock Purdy coming back off of an injury, it's still one of the top rosters in the NFL. Second best roster, I think, in the NFC behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's with an injured Brock Purdy. So if you have to go another road, I mean, look at last year. He got hurt. They went to what? Josh Johnson, who got a concussion, and they were screwed. Even with Josh Johnson, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of hope in that. With Sam Darnold, you may have a little bit. Now, listen, he he failed as as a top pick, right, with the Jets and, and had to move on. I get it. But out of him and Trey Lance, I would trust him more to keep that 49er season going because of all the – I mean, the whole idea in that offense, if you have a great quarterback, great. But what you need is a quarterback that can dish it to all the talent that they have on that offensive side and then let that defense – do their job as well. Well, this, I think, goes back to the core of what's at all of this, which is Kyle Shanahan realized he's the quarterback. Like, the other thing that made headlines yesterday for the 49ers was Kyle Shanahan coming out and saying that Jimmy Garoppolo was the best quarterback the 49ers have had in the last 20 years, the best since Steve Young left that franchise, which... You know, I, I saw Jeff Garcia was trending for a while because of that. There were certainly the Alex Smith-Kaepernick years where they also had a Super Bowl appearance with Kaepernick right. at the helm. But Jimmy Garoppolo had a great run. He has a great record as a starter when he was healthy and on the field. He won games. And a lot of us, myself included, have a hard time trying to figure out how much a pre you know credit to ascribe to him, to Brock Purdy, who played very well, who offers great things but also plays in the most quarterback-friendly offense in the NFL with a coordinator as a head coach that, Dad, I firmly believe, thinks he's the best quarterback the 49ers have had since Steve Young and Joe Montana were in uniforms there. I think this is about Kyle Shanahan's confidence in himself to go out and say, hey, if he goes down, I'd rather have the guy in Sam Darnold here who has seen a little bit more football and is yeah. going to go out there and do what I tell him to do. Yeah, I mean, listen, there – his idea of a quarterback, you'd obviously love to have an all-timer, but his idea of a quarterback is the, the consummate point guard, right? Because, again, they have acquired, and congrats to them, ungodly talent on that offensive side where you can't key in on just one person. They have three, four players that can get the job done, so the job of the quarterback is to get the hell ball out of your hands and into one of their hands as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And that's what his offense is. Yeah, we thought this was going to be his foray into a bit of when I know we talk about them in tandem all the time, the Sean McVay and Shanahan guys, where right. Sean McVay had an offense similar to this, had Jared Goff at the helm, got into a Super Bowl that way, and then realized that there was a lid on certain things he wanted to do. And so he went and he got his big-time arm and physical upgrade from a veteran in Matthew Stafford. The 49ers went the other route on that one, and whether or not Kyle was all the way bought in ever on that, since we heard about the Mac Jones flirtation leading into the draft and all the different things about what they may or may not have wanted – the road that we ended up on was Kyle Shanahan, I think, still looking down and deciding the surest hands were his own. 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, before we get to this, that, and the third, three quick stories to help you finish off your day. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. Let us know more what you want to hear as we get closer to the fall. We also got to let you know about our friends at Knockaround, guys. The summer is technically ending. We are into fall camps right now. But as you've seen, there are still plenty of bad tan lines that show up during training camp, <laughs> which means the sun is active, which means you need the go-to for high-quality polarized sunglasses that won't break your bank with our friends at Knockaround. Now, we have also got Major League Baseball still going on. They got Major League Baseball sunglasses for you. Nine in their collection right now, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, the Mariners, all the goods that go with plenty of different outfits. And we've still got the U.S. Women's National Team and Men's National Team sunglasses you can get a hold of as well. Red, white, and blue, never going out of style. So don't be the person squinting at the sun, helping get a bad tan around your face with some overpriced sunglasses. No, no, no. Make sure you get the high-quality polarized shades that start at just 28 bucks. And when you get there, use code GOLIC and get free shipping on your order. Head to knockaround.com to check that out. All right, Dad, let's get to this, that, and the third. And start off with this. I almost got duped by a graphic yesterday. We see these <laughs> commitment graphics all the time. And I log online, and I look, and I see Bryce James committed to Notre Dame. And I dropped everything in my hands and started getting ready to text my entire group chat of guys from college. Like, guys, did you see this? And I neglected to see at the bottom of it, it was high school. Bryce James, the second son of LeBron James, will actually be heading to play for Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks, California in the 2023-2024 season. He started off at Sierra Canyon. He was set to transfer to Campbell Hall but reconsidered and is now going to head to Notre Dame High School, home of my former teammate, Brandon's former teammate, Dane Christ, where he was a five-star quarterback. Dane, and also one of the foremost listeners of this podcast. So shout out to the Notre Dame Knights. Uh, getting a big boost here, Dad. Those games are going to be awesome this fall, and now I'm counting on Dane to get me a ticket to sit next to LeBron. Well, I mean, you you were saying, Dane said though, that that new gym has been sold out in games. I mean, imagine now, standing room only, and, you know, let's see what LeBron James, the dad, will donate to the school. That seems to be something he would, he's would he been doing around. And listen, I would too if I had that kind of money to help out and stuff. And, and we've had so – it's been so concentrated on Bronny and from a basketball side and certainly hopefully the recovery of the cardiac arrest issue he had is going well uh, and, and things can get back to normal from him. But Bryce James can ball too. You know, he absolutely can ball as well. He's going to be a junior, so he's got two, still two more years uh, in high school. So another another James uh, ready to watch. And like you said, at, at your buddy Dane's, our, our friend Dane's old high school, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy out there. It's going to be interesting to see where that one goes. Brownie, you can also just feel free to commit to Notre Dame right now. Listen, he's the number yeah. 14 shooting guard in the 25 class, so not a huge big-time recruit yet. I know his dad has plenty of Midwest ties that he loves talking about here. Maybe Ohio State's not the right place for you. You don't want to have to deal with all that stuff. Why don't you come on down to South Bend, brother? Yep. We can have a really good go. time with you. We will take great care of him, LeBron. He will always have a home at the Golik House in South Bend, and we will be good to go. Speaking of Notre Dame and South Bend, Dad, let's get to that. Uh, we had the headlines going on throughout most of this week that apparently Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick was pushing hard behind the scenes for the ACC to add Cal and Stanford. Now, they had already been kicking the tires on that as the Pac-12 has been dead and being picked apart by everybody else in college football. While ridiculous geographically, Dad, Jack Swarbrick pointed out that these are two premier academic institutions and that letting them die while they also play high-level Division I sports would be a flying in the face of what the message is supposed to be here. Dad, do you think there's any shot the ACC actually pulls the trigger on this? Well, first off, not saying a whole lot for those academic institutions of Washington State and Oregon State who are going to just Aww. continue to let flutter in the wind. And I don't mean – listen – I, I don't have any control over that, but everybody's only mentioning Stanford and Cal. You know, as I said, I think those other two schools are going to end up in the Mountain West at some point. We'll see. Listen, I, I get it. Uh, and plus, Stanford then would be in the ACC. Notre Dame has to play five ACC schools a year. You can keep that rivalry 
going there as well. But make no mistake about it. This is not any kind of indication that Notre Dame football-wise will join the ACC. That's not going to happen. If Notre Dame ever joins a conference, in my opinion, it will be the Big Ten. And they'll be independent right now for three reasons. The TV money will be there. The other sports are taken care of in the ACC. And they can still have a great shot at making the playoffs. So they will remain independent as long as those things are taken care of. When they're not, they'll be in a conference and most likely the Big Ten. Yeah, I saw Andrea Adelson, who does a great job as an ACC reporter at ESPN, echo the sentiment of a lot of people, which is, why would the ACC listen to somebody that's not a full member in this conversation? Why would that matter? First off, they don't have to listen to Jack Swarbrick, nope. but no, they, they do don't. because they realize it's good for business. And I'm sorry that our conference commissioner is going to bat for the other sports on campus. I thought we just had this big argument about how they were being left behind, and he's trying to ensure a quality home for the rest of the sports on Notre Dame's campus that are in the ACC. I I see no issue with that, but again, people want to get mad because they know deep down in places they don't want to talk about Notre Dame's never actually going to join the ACC. So nope. I, I, I do, I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. The petty comes out of me every once in a while. I just haven't understand people getting mad about this. Like, yes, Jack Swarbrick is the athletic director for all the sports in Notre Dame's catalog. All of the sports have really benefited from being in the ACC. It is great for men's and women's who it's great for men's and women's lacrosse and a number of other sports. And so of course they're going to want to ensure the health of that for the rest of those sports because they can also have their cake and eat it too for all the reasons that you mentioned. You get Stanford as potentially another conference game built into that. It would be all upside for Notre Dame. So they are using their advantageous position and absolutely trying to throw weight around because it's worked and because they can. And while that's a reality that makes some people uncomfortable, it's the reality nonetheless. Well, you're right. It makes people uncomfortable. And this always makes me laugh. Who wants to, who, why should they listen to Notre Dame? And as you said, you don't have to. Why are they making special rules for Notre Dame? They are. Notre Dame isn't holding a gun to anybody's head. That's the people that are voting. They're making these uh, situations for Notre Dame because it re does resolve or revolve around money, which Notre Dame brings in. Everybody wants to blame Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't run the ACC. Notre Dame doesn't you know, slam a gavel Jack Swarbrick and say, this is law. Doesn't work that way. You want to question why Notre Dame has the power that they have? Ask the other ADs or the other conference commissioners why they're doing that and why they're giving Notre Dame some of this power. They have to answer it. Notre Dame doesn't. It's not Notre Dame's fault. They're not doing anything wrong. It's because they're rich and they smell like yeah. money. And this is what it's all about. We've seen it clear, laying naked in front of everybody in the streets. This is all about money and Notre Dame looks and smells like money. Uh, so that is the uh, situation there. Uh, Dad, let's get to the third. We have some resolution on the Riverfront Brawl from Alabama. We had four people charged with assault after the Riverfront Brawl. Three men and a woman turned themselves into Montgomery police this week after the attack. Dad, all I want to know is what's become of the chair? Because we have seen, I don't think there's been a bigger star turn for anybody coming off of this fight than the chair. We had a lot of big players in this from the original security guard throwing his hat in the air, sending that as the signal that reinforces were needed. We had the three guys that rolled up shirtless to the boat, all simultaneously hiking their pants up, getting ready to kick ass. But the chair, the folding chair heard around the world has become, I think, a symbol of releasing and getting out from under oppression and battling back against the man. And so I just want to know what Hall of Fame that particular white chair is going to be displayed in. The amount of things going on on social media with that brawl and the chair have been just hilarious. And at this point, luckily, nobody was seriously injured. And in all honesty, all the white guys that jumped the black security guard and got their asses whooped, they deserved every ass whooping they got for doing what they did. And I'm glad they got their asses whooped for it. And now they Thank you for turning saying themselves so. in, which, which they absolutely uh, should be arrested for that. So we'll see where it all goes. But the narration of the different people that had camera phones and then the, the memes and things that have gone on with the chair of people at, at, at stores buying the chairs and stuff has been nothing short of absolute hilarious. So it's been cool to Let see, me, and I'm glad these guys got arrested. We'll see. The guy who did it said he thought about Rosa Parks and how they didn't want to give up her seat. And he said, I'm going to give her a seat today. Go, go.
Boom. Money in the bank.